0: You're listening to the Reinvention Project with Jim Rome podcast. I want to welcome you to the first episode of the Reinvention Project with Jim Rome. Call it the side hustle to the original side hustle, the Jim Rome podcast. And I want to start by thanking you and letting you know how much it means to me that you found this, and that you're willing to give it a spin. Because the fact is, this is content and a project that I've spent virtually my entire life thinking about and wanting to execute. And I mean literally my entire life. The subject being peak performance and elite achievers and what makes them so. Truthfully, I have spent my entire life thinking about these types of people, performers, achievers. Because I do want to know. I want to know how they think what they do, and what their process is. I want to know how they've achieved what they've achieved and how I might apply that to my own process and my own life. And I know for a fact that I am not the only one. You do as well or you would not have found this podcast. Or maybe, maybe you did and you were expecting something else. Maybe some of you are thinking, wait, what? You, Rome, you spent the last 30 plus years thinking about pursuing these types of people and that kind of information. Really? Because it seems to me, Rome, you've spent the last 30 years talking shit, roasting fools, and interviewing athletes. Yeah, well, true. Guilty. Guilty as charged. But believe this. There is a method to my madness. And a process. And a grind. And a desire. I love this. And I'm grateful for the life that it has provided me and my family. And yes, sports are the toy department of life. But that does not mean that I don't take it seriously. I do. I do. Business is business, and when I got into this business, I wanted to create something that was long-lasting. Hell, I'll just say it. I wanted to be great, and I did want it very badly, and I still do. In fact, in my 50s now, I want it worse than I've ever wanted it before. Now, I'm no genius, far from it, but I do know going forward, I will not be able to achieve what I want to achieve, what I need to achieve by doing what I've always done. I know this. I need to blow this thing up. I need to start over. I need to shock my system. I need a complete and total reinvention, hence the Reinvention Project with Jim Rome podcast. Now we all know, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. Nobody stays the same. It's binary. You're either improving or you are deteriorating and getting run over. And I need to be really straight with myself and with you. And the answer is, in this very moment, I'm not sure that I am getting better. Now, not for a lack of effort, but trying really, really hard is not good enough. It's just not. Working hard is important, but in and of itself, it's not enough. And so if I'm being really honest with myself, and you have to be or there's never any kind of growth, I'm probably not working or going as hard as I think I am, going as hard as I actually can. I mean, harder than most, perhaps, but not as hard as I can or as hard as I need to. I'm not measuring myself against anybody else. I'm measuring myself against me, and I feel like I'm coming up short. I'm simply not doing enough, and I know I need to own that, and I need to fix that, and I need to fix that right freaking now, which is why I am taking this project on. It is a personal mission for me. It's a mission to resurrect and reinvent myself. And I'm not even talking about getting a little bit better each day. That's great. But what I'm talking about is taking the old me out back, putting that dude down and building a monster, building the person I want, need to be so I can ensure that the best 30 plus years of my life are in fact ahead of me and not behind me. And I know it's going to take a hell of a lot of work, long ass days, long ass nights. And I need to be extremely mindful and real with myself about my choices, and my decisions, and my actions, and most of all, about my mindset. I'm willing to commit and pay the price to become that person. I just need some new information, new strategies, new tactics, a new way to attack it, a new way to rewire my brain, because what I know has gotten me this far, but if I'm going to develop a new personal culture and ethos, I need new ideas. So where do you get them? I'm going to go directly to the source. I'm going to go to the achievers, the people I admire most, to find out what their process is, what makes them uncommon, what makes them different. How did they achieve their separation? Is it talent? Is it intelligence? Is it their background? Is it their drive? Is it their grind? Are you hardwired for these things? Or or can you actually learn them? I want to know. No. At this point, I need to know. Not only do I need to know, I'm actually obsessed with knowing. And this much I do know. You can't be truly great without being obsessed. I know that the greatest success and growth that I've experienced during my life were those periods when I was completely obsessed and locked into what it was I wanted to achieve. However, I feel like I've lost some of that. And now I wonder, how do you get that back? How do you get back to having that dog mentality that the toughest and most successful athletes and achievers and in all walks of life have? How do I ensure that at this stage of my life, that my very best years are in fact ahead of me and not behind me? That's why we're here. Not to simply experience incremental growth, but rather to pursue a massive transformation, no matter how old you are or where you are in your life right now. Yes, there are others in this space, but I'm living this right now. I'm on a personal mission right now. And if you want to improve and you want to experience the same sort of change in your life and you're hungry for that type of information and those tactics, let's do this. Let's roll together. So as you and I begin this journey, this mission, I want to share a little of my mindset A little bit about how I got here, where I still want to go, and why I'm taking this on. Now, I'll bring guests on every episode thereafter, but I want to go solo in this first episode to kick the project off. Again, to tell you a little bit about me and why this particular project is so important to me. So let's talk mindset for a moment. No, I did not, quote, play the game. And when I started out, I did not know a single person in this business, nor did I think that I really had any specific talent or skills that set me apart from anybody else. Honestly, truly, there really was nothing unique about me or anything that gave me any reason to believe that I could even break into this industry, much less spend a few decades in the game and end up in the Radio Hall of Fame. And I say that not to boast. I say that not to be a D-bag. I mean, the truth is, on one hand, it's actually a joke. Like, literally, why me? And I guarantee some of you listening are thinking the exact same thing. Right. Why you, Rome, of all people? And I would say to that, fair freaking question. I mean, how the hell did I ever even break into this business, much less have the type of run that I've had? So let me take a shot at answering that first. Let me show you the playbook that I've been running for the past three decades. First and foremost, I am no genius, but I was smart enough to always surround myself with some folks who are. Genius, I mean. I'm smart enough to surround myself with people smarter than me. Brilliant, talented people that have always made me look and sound better than I actually am. Period. That much I do know. Next, I've been extremely fortunate and the beneficiary of really good timing. Like, I hit it at just the right time. I know this as well. I always do what I want to do, and I began preparing for it at an early age, and not in a half-assed way either. I was all in from the moment I stepped on the campus at UC Santa Barbara. So when the opportunity finally did present itself, I was prepared for it. I left nothing to chance. And I've been very fortunate to work for the right people and the right companies. So what I'm saying is, in short... I've been very lucky, but still, I had to start somewhere, and initially, I had to build it myself from the ground up, and I want to share how I did that, and what my process was, and what my mindset was, because that's what got me into this business, kept me in the business, and provided the life that me and my family have to this day. So to start at the very beginning, I grew up in Los Angeles, actually middle school and high school in Calabasas, the San Fernando Valley, the 818, baby. And from day one, I was obsessed with sports. Absolutely loved it. My father was from Boston. He taught me how to read the sports page when I was in the first grade. I can remember writing my idol, Gail Goodrich, to the Lakers and asking him for an autographed picture when I was in the second grade. So I was a huge Lakers and Dodgers honk and strangely, the Pittsburgh Steelers as well when Terry Bradshaw and the Phillies were killing it in the mid-70s. Point is, it was my life. I lived and breathed sports. It's all I cared about. So naturally, I wanted to be a pro athlete. Naturally, reality set in, and that was never going to happen. But I was still addicted. I couldn't get enough. I decided that if I couldn't play the game, it didn't mean that I couldn't still somehow be in the game. Somehow, some way. So I kind of got it in my head that I'd be a sportscaster. Now understand, at that time, when I was in high school, the world was very different. There were not a lot of opportunities then. There was no internet. There was no social media. Hell, back then, there were no sports radio stations even. So what the hell could I do? I could be a play-by-play person, maybe a sports anchor on TV. I wasn't clear on exactly what it was I was going to do, only that I was going to do it. Listen up. I cannot wait to talk to you about carnivore trading count it. This is the day that picking winning stocks gets super easy. Personally, I am already on Carnivore Trading. It's a radically different stock targeting website that is disrupting Wall Street big time. Carnivore Trading is a small elite squad of stock market strategists. These are the guys who influence the market influencers, the big guys. And they're pulling back the curtain so folks like us, from newbies to portfolio managers, can see exactly what they're trading. This is why I signed up. I've been doing this now for several weeks. For a low monthly fee, I get real-time text alerts of the explosive stocks that they're trading right now. I mean, literally, it's like, dude, here's what we're hitting. Here's why we're doing it. It's my choice. I can mirror their trades through my discount broker, or I can pass. But passing is nuts because their trades are murdering the S&P 500. Trading carnivores' trades is like earning your PhD in the stock market, and you will love this they guarantee you'll earn five times your monthly subscription or double your money back, 5x your monthly fee, just by mirroring their trades. I've got two free weeks for you to see for yourself. Visit scoreourtrades.com and enter the code JIM. Again, scoreourtrades.com, enter my code JIM. See website for guaranteed terms and conditions, past performance, not a guarantee of future earnings. And while I never played the game professionally or even in college and didn't really seem to have any discernible talents, like not a great look, not a great voice, I did actually have a couple of advantages. Namely, I knew what I wanted to do at a very early age. Some folks go through their entire lives and they never figure that out. And secondly, importantly, I knew the price I was willing to pay to get it done. I was willing to work my freaking face off to get it done. It was deeply, deeply personal. I really was obsessed. It literally was all I could think about. And because of that, it drove my every thought and in turn, and it drove my actions Like, to me, this is really important. At an early age, I was able to discipline myself and make good choices and create good habits. It was critical and very important to me breaking in and moving up in the business because I already had discipline and drive, and I was able to make sure that the main thing was always the main thing, that my choices, my thoughts, my decisions were all in sync with my mission. If it didn't get me closer to what I wanted to achieve, I didn't do it and I didn't think it, and I was able to figure that part of it out early on in my career. And no, I'm not going to lie, and nor should this come as a surprise to any of you, but I was not one of the cool kids in high school. Yeah, I know, shocking, right? And I came from a pretty strong-willed family, and we all did sort of knock heads. In short, I had a chip on my shoulder. All right, maybe a boulder. And hell yes, it drove me. Hell yes, it fueled me. Hell yes, I wanted to win and get mine. Now, don't get it twisted. I was going to do it the right way, honestly, ethically, and morally, but I was really determined to get mine. And I was going to win if it meant working 18 hours a day. In fact, especially if it meant going 18 hours a day. That's the price that I negotiated with myself. I understood the notion of burning the boats from an early age before I ever actually heard that phrase. So that was my edge. I knew exactly what I wanted to do, and I knew exactly how hard I was willing to go to get there. Harder than anybody else, but because I really had no choice. I had a clear vision. And to quote The Rock, I was obsessed with being the hardest worker in the room. But again, it's because I had to be. Because I knew I sure as hell was not the most talented person in the room or the smartest person in the room, but I knew enough to know. I had to bring something to it that separated me from the pack. I just had to figure out what that it was. So I graduate high school and I go to UC Santa Barbara for college. I check into the dorms and I walk right over to the campus radio station. And then I never leave to the point where I just stopped going to class. I was motivated and ambitious Obsessed, really, but really mature, really naive. So one day I get a call from my father in L.A., and he sounds all kinds of pissed. Seems like he happened upon my report card, three D's and an F, academic probation. So he's paying for my education, and he wants to know why the hell I'm wasting his time and his money and my life, and demands to know what the hell I'm doing up in Santa Barbara. I said, well, I'm working at the campus radio station. He said, how many hours a week? 40. How much are they paying you? Nothing. I feel like he's going to have an aneurysm, or in the very least, come through the phone and choke me out. Keep in mind, this was a very tough dude. My old man Jay, same guy who gets diagnosed with leukemia, tells my sister and I he's not telling anybody, that he still has a life to live and a business to run, so he's not telling anyone he has leukemia. In short, fuck you, cancer. He was an extremely tough dude and extremely pissed at me in that moment. So he says to me something to the effect of, how dumb are you? 40 hours a week for nothing. Hang up this phone, walk over to that radio station, quit, get your ass into the library, get to work and grow the hell up. And my response was, dad, I'm not doing that. I will put myself through school. He said, good, you do that. And he hung up the phone. And I was like, holy shit. He called my bluff. But it didn't matter. Man, I did hang up the phone, but I did not quit the radio station. I literally started to call around looking for a job so I could put myself through school, which was freaking laughable, by the way. But here's what's not so funny. My mindset. Like, I was not so much hungry or determined. I was actually paranoid. I literally thought that if I gave up that spot, somebody else would take it. That like even in college, that kind of thing kept me up at night, and I was not having that. I went to one of the greatest colleges ever, one of the best party schools ever. But I never experienced FOMO about missing a rager on a Saturday night. but I was tripping extremely hard that somebody might pass me up and beat me in the thing that mattered most, my career. Like in college, I did nine internships in three years because I hated the thought that somebody was getting ahead of me, that somebody might get an opportunity that I should have gotten myself. Even as a college student, I had an internship where I had to be at work at 4.30 in the morning, 4.30 a.m. in a newsroom for free, hours before school started. Like, how many people do that? Not only did I not dread it, or resent it, man, I loved it because it gave me energy. It gave me the energy that I needed. It gave me the confidence that I was chasing the dream, that I had a mission, that I was succeeding, that I was ahead of the competition. It felt great. It gave me confidence. It gave me life. It gave me an identity. I loved it. I didn't need to do drugs. I found my drug. It was that, being on the path and knocking down my targets. I can remember my roommate saying things like, dude, why don't you party with us anymore? If we knew you were never going to be here, we would have never asked you to live here. It's just that I had a different mindset. I was living in a different world even then, and I could make sacrifices that the others had no interest in making. I could delay the instant gratification. I had discipline because I had an obsession. I literally could lose hours at a time walking around campus, burning that vision into my mind about working at one of the networks one day, about how amazing it would feel to achieve it. It was like my own personal hype track that I had running in my mind every single day. And then the vision and the obsession were literally driving all my choices and my decisions. And it felt amazing. Like for the longest time, I was self-aware enough to know that I really was not that different. I really was not uncommon in any way. I really could not answer the question of why me? Why me? How could I ever make a living much less the living that I want to make in this business. Why me? How am I different? Because I'm not. I'm not. But then I realized one day, I actually was different in one single regard. I was actually uncommon in one way. I was because I was looking around me at my friends and my competition in my major, and I realized most of those folks did not know what they wanted to do. And certainly none of them were like psycho or obsessed about it. That was my edge. That was my separation. That's how I was going to be different. That's what I would bring to this thing. You might be smarter. You might be taller. You might be better looking. You might have a better voice. You might have more natural talent. In fact, I almost guarantee you have all those things over me. But you will not outwork me. You will not be mentally tougher than me. I will find a way to win the war of attrition. I will not give in. I will not give up. Ever. Ever, and you're just not going to want it worse than me. And I will covet the grind. Oh, and as far as me quitting the station, like my old man told me to do, I-, I told him that I would. That was a lie. I said that I would, and I didn't. I just doubled down. I just dug deeper. I just handled my shit. I went to the library every single day thereafter. I hit every single class. I made Dean's List, and I did all the same things that I was doing previously at the radio station. Because, again... I was terrified of not succeeding, terrified of falling behind. I was obsessed. I simply did what my guy David Goggins talks about all the time. I found my new normal. And my new normal was blasting away at radio goals, but killing it academically as well. I just doubled my grind and my discipline. And it literally was one of the best times of my entire life because I was competing and achieving at a high level in two different things. Man, life was good, even if I didn't hit every single party. Hell, the reason life was so good was because I didn't hit every single party. And that drive, that focus, that obsession is what got me into the business and has kept me here for more than three decades. The other thing that I benefited from was preparation and planning like it took me some time but I did have a plan for getting into the business I had a plan and I had tactics for what I would do if I ever got the opportunity here was the plan the plan for getting in was to never give in let me repeat that the plan for getting in was to never give in the plan for getting in was never giving in for instance when I was in college And even when I got out, I looked around, and I saw people who flat out were more talented than me. They just were. I knew it. In broadcasting, they absolutely were. But I also noticed something else, that when our other friends outside of the business started to make it in their fields of choice and started to make money, the people in my major who were not advancing got frustrated, and they thought to themselves, man— Maybe it was naive of me to think that I could do this. Maybe I'm not going to live and work in New York City. Maybe I'm not going to be on TV. Maybe this is just some foolish pipe dream. And then they start to drop out. They abandon the fight. They give up on the dream. They let go of the rope. They abandon their mission and dream. So maybe they'd get a job in sales or at a bank or in the family business. But they gave in. I saw this. I saw this, I took it all in, and I saw it as another way for me to get an edge, another way to create separation. I realized about the business and life in general, man, it really is a war of attrition. It truly weeds out those who are not all in, who aren't willing to pay the price. I realized I just have to keep grinding. They're weeding themselves out. It's not for me to know when that big opportunity is going to come. But it is my responsibility to be ready to murder it when it does. It's not how many no's. It's how many yeses. and all you need is that one big yes. I just have to keep banging on doors. Who am I to know which one is going to swing open? Just don't give in. Don't punk out. So at least half of the success I've had in this business had nothing to do with the business at all. It was all about mindset, grind, grit, and obsession with making it and being willing to pay a greater price than others and to do it every single day and to repeat that process over and over and over again. Okay, but what about talent? What about skills? I mean, great. You want it, but other than hunger, what do you have to bring to it? What are you pitching? What is your show? Again, that brought me back to my original question about myself. How are you different? Again, from a skill and talent and experience standpoint, I really was not different. Again, I did not play the game. I didn't think that I had any talent that set me apart from anybody else. So, how am I different? How am I different? Why would anybody put me on the air? Again, and I think this is key for anybody, I spent a lot of time thinking about that. I spent days I spent months, hell years, thinking about that question. I knew if I could not answer that question, I had no shot. I mean, really, how am I different? Because I really am not. But then it came. I gradually began to realize I'm going to be different by being different, but being true to myself. This much I did know. When I heard Sports Talk Radio back in the day, it was always just some dude with an enormous voice spitting out facts and people calling up and saying, hey, uh, how do you think the Dodgers will do this year? Great show. I'll take your answer off the air. And I think, man, that's some bullshit. How boring is that? What a crappy show that is. Do you even have an opinion? Does anybody around here have an opinion? It's a show right where's the entertainment where is the quote show because I'm bored off my ass here me and my friends back in the day when I was in college we love sports and we would just talk shit all day long and it was fun and it was funny and we were roasting fools it was a blast I decided if no when I get a show I'm gonna do this my way and it might not work But I've got a vision for it. I believe deeply in this vision, and I'm just gonna let it rip. It's gonna be smart, but it's gonna be aggressive as hell, and I'm gonna talk a lot of smack. And I'm going to encourage my listeners to talk a lot of smack. And I'm going to do smart, tough interviews. And the motto of the show was have a take, don't suck. And it set the tone. And it actually worked. I got on the air in Santa Barbara. I parlayed that into a big break on a giant sports station in San Diego. I parlayed that into a TV show on ESPN2 when that network debuted. And then ultimately, it all led to an induction into the Radio Hall of Fame and 30-plus years of hosting TV, radio shows, various podcasts, and the like. So if it ended today, I could live with it, and it would have been a hell of a run. Way better than I could have ever expected. But all of this brings me to where I am right now presently and why I'm taking this on and why, as proud as I am of what I've accomplished, frankly, it's not all good. Frankly, I'm not in the best place, and here's why. Part of it was the result of the pandemic. Like most of the world, a couple of months into that thing, I was feeling beaten down, frustrated, especially with no end in sight. In fact, I hated the way I felt. I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired. I started to gain some weight, My mojo and my juju and my energy were off. Again, I hated the way I felt. So I decided. I made a conscious decision. I'm going to turn this thing on its head. I made the decision. I'm coming out of this thing better than I went in. Because if life has taught us anything at all, it's that you cannot control the uncontrollables, but you absolutely can control how you react to them and how you go about attacking them. So I started to work out. I started to work out hard. I got down to my high school weight and I started thinking, see, with the right grind and the right mindset and the right attitude and tactics, even in my 50s, these can be and should be the best years of my life. I mean, why else do it? Why else would I be killing myself? But just leaning out was not going to fix what was eating at me. There was this other thing in play. That Hall of Fame thing, one of the greatest weekends of my entire life, my family, my coworkers, my best friends, the people I work for were all there to see my life's work culminate in an induction into the Radio Hall of Fame in New York City. It was incredible. But folks then started to say to me, so are you going to retire now? How long do you want to do this? And I'm thinking, what? I'm not done. I'm not going anywhere. I'm hungry. I want to win. The chip is coming back. I'm still relevant, mother bleepers. What I think and what I say still matter. I'm still freaking capable of creating and pushing content that people want to see and people want to hear, but I've done it a long time and I've done the same types of things a long time. And incredibly enough, I find myself right back at the beginning all over again. I'm starting all over again. I'm asking myself the same questions all over again. Why me? How are you different? What's your separation? And it's no longer enough to say, well, I just want it worse than anybody else. And I'm different. So in 2021, where is my separation? Interestingly enough, my son, Jake, is a journalism major at the University of Wisconsin. And he's heard all these stories. And I made it very clear to him, I broke in at a very different time. You, son, running my playbook is not going to work for you today. Of course the irony is me running my playbook is not going to work for me today. And I know this. So I need to reinvent myself completely. But how do you do that? I always had such a clear ver- I always had such a clear vision for what I wanted to do and now I don't. And it's messing with me a bit. And it's pissing me off a bit. And I know for a fact that nobody is going to roll up on me and say, Hey, Rome, here's your solution. Here is your new modernized playbook. Hell no. I know I need to find it myself. And that's why I'm here. That's the mission I'm on. A mission of reinvention. Resurrection. A mission to reinvent myself mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and creatively so I can make sure that my next 30 are my best 30. And it all starts right here, right now. So what I'm going to do is go out and find the best and the brightest and the most motivated, the strongest, the toughest, and ask them how they've done it, what makes them tick, what is their process, what is their mindset. I need these conversations and I'm gonna listen and I'm gonna study and I'm gonna learn from them and I'm gonna go all in, all out, all day, Every day, no days off, and I'll just see where it gets me. Maybe I get there, maybe I don't. I just know the price I'm willing to pay, and I'm willing to fight with everything I've got and leave it all out there and commit to the process and then live with the results. Because then and only then will I know that I've done everything I could. Then I can live with myself. Because right now I can't, and I'm going to own that. I know I'm not the only one who thinks this way or feels this way. I know there are a lot of you listening right now that think you can do better. You want to do better, but you're just not sure how to go about doing it. So if that's the case, lock it in. Commit to your personal mission, whatever that mission is. And let's get after it. Let's see how much better we can all get and where it takes us. Let's commit to one another. Let's be accountable to each other. No bullshit. Let's do what it takes to reinvent ourselves and our minds and the world around us. Let's do this thing and let's do this thing right freaking now.